Utah will have a tough test this Saturday when they travel out to Tucson to take on the Arizona Wildcats. How does the Utah defense match up against a rising Arizona offense? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Newts your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. We love interacting with you guys in the comments below. Today's episode of Lockdown Newts is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. My name is JT Wistersil, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're diving into the matchup between Arizona and Utah as it relates to the Utah defense and the Arizona offense. And then we'll do the opposite on tomorrow's show. Also going to talk about Utah dropping the CFP ranking. Second segment, we'll dive more into the Utah defensive perspective, where what matchups I like. But I want to spend this first segment just previewing this Arizona offense and talking about it. And how differently this game looked from, you know, when the season started, because you're talking about a Arizona team that, yes, uh, start out their season with a winning over Northern Arizona. Shout out big sky. But then you go on to lose to Mississippi State. And that's not a great, a great loss for them either with the way that Mississippi State program looks. You know, get wins against UTEP and Stanford. So you're like, OK, they're three and one. But where's the quality wins? Then you play Washington and USC. This is still when USC was in the top 10. And you narrowly lose to both. You lose to Washington by seven, and then you lose to USC by just two. That was a game that went to triple overtime. I still remember staying up late to watch that one because it was a uh, a wild contest. And at the time, it was like, man, I can't believe Caleb Williams. Or I can't believe it was a bad USC thing. Everyone was surprised that USC had allowed this Arizona team to hang around. And now that actually is probably USC's best win of the season because this Arizona team, since that loss to the Trojans, is really caught fire. When you're talking about wins over Washington State, who at that time was still a, a really good team, they were ranked 19th. Then they beat Oregon State the next week, then UCLA. That was a string of three straight ranked wins in that span. Funny that two of them came against 19, by the way, one against Washington State, one against UCLA. And yes, they survived Colorado last week, 34-31. But I'm not, look, there are some things in that game where I'm like, okay, they're, that matchup-wise, I like for Utah to exploit because Utah's a better team than Colorado. But I'll also say this, just like evaluating that game, Shadour Sanders made some plays that only a handful of college quarterbacks can make. So that's also where I'm like, okay, Bryson Barnes isn't going to be able to make those plays and those throws, so Utah will have to rely more on the totality of their offense rather than just you know one guy putting on the Superman cape because that's what Shadour Sanders is capable of doing. And that's what when I watch Shadour Sanders, the more and more, the more I'm like, that last game at Rice-Eccles Stadium, Utah should win, but there's a chance Shador could make it fun with some of the wild throws he can make. But he's going to have a hard time dealing with that Utah pass rush, that is for sure. So what kind of changed for Arizona? Mentioned how they've really caught fire these last few games. Well, it's really been the addition of Noah Fifita starting. You know, Jaden Delora got hurt, and since Fifita has taken over, he's been on fire, basically. Started against Washington, or played mostly against Washington, then did start against USC. In the USC, Washington, you know, 232 passing yards, had three touchdowns in that one too. But the USC game was his true coming out party. He had 300 yards and five touchdowns in that game and hasn't slowed down since. You know, over 300 against Washington State, over 270 against Oregon State, 
at 300 against UCLA and a little bit of a down performance against Colorado, but most quarterbacks play better at home, and that's what Fifita is going to get to do this coming week. So when you talk about Fifita, you're talking about a guy who can make some really impressive throws. He doesn't need to set his feet. He can make those off-platform throws impressively. He's comfortable making throws outside the pocket, does a good, pretty good job inside the pocket too. But he is still a quarterback. So we've watched Oregon and Washington, right? Penix and Bonix. Actually, well, Penix missed a lot of throws last week, I actually thought. But Bonix, especially, and most of the time, Penix. You're surprised when they miss, and it rarely happens. Fifita misses a little more than those guys do, and that's where Utah will have an opportunity. We'll talk about in the second segment to take advantage of some of those. But he does make those tight window throws that only the best quarterbacks can make. He is a, ro- a little bit of a roller coaster at times in that regard, where he'll make a couple throws, and you're like, this is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Then he'll miss a wide-open receiver, and you're like, Wait, what just happened? He's one of those kind of players, but his ceiling is very impressive, and he's absolutely capable of leading Arizona to a win over Utah, and crazy that Arizona is the higher-ranked team in this matchup still, but give the Wildcats credit. They've definitely been playing better as of recently, although I'm very curious to see how this Utah team will do against them, considering Utah's three losses are two top 11 teams right now, and Arizona while they're 19th ranked because they did have those early season gaffes that we talked about are surging at the right time. So this is going to make for a fascinating matchup, but I really do. I like Fifita. I see he, you had to roll with him as the guy over Delora since they've gone on these runs and gotten some of these big wins. And I, I think he is playing better than Delora was at this time last year. When I remember going back and watching Arizona, Delora did some nice things, but the athleticism of Fifita is something that really helps this team out. His ability to extend those plays, and make those off-platform throws just really at a high level overall is what stands out. Now, like I said, I think last week was just a down week for him a little bit because he did not throw for as many yards against an inferior defense, only completed 21 of his 35 passes, did have two touchdowns in the game, but this is a a Utah team that is going to get his full respect and he's going to be ready to bounce back from a performance that uh, that was not his best. But Fifita, of course, not the only guy on this Arizona offense while he is the main guy because he plays quarterback. They have some really impressive receivers, whether you're talking about guys like McMillan, who's really emerged for 61 catches, 860 yards, Jacob Cowling, a guy you will all remember from last year who has 72 catches for 534 yards, both really impressive receivers capable of getting open and making the big play at any moment, especially McMillan. McMillan had an incredible one-handed touchdown last week against Colorado. So, once This is something the Utah defensive backs struggled with last week is they were in position to make plays, but they could not make them. They didn't do a good job tracking the balls, the receivers, or they allowed just that little bit of separation and quarterbacks made the throw. Fifita will not do that as frequently as a Penix or Bonix did, but he is capable of doing that and capable of having, having a really good showcase in this game. So I'm very curious to see how Utah is going to do against the aerial attack for Arizona, which really has transformed and become an elite unit overall. Then talk about Arizona's ground attack. This is a group that they've – I don't think their ground attack is amazing, but I want to give credit to. I do think that Coleman has done a good job up front, 104 carries on the season, 744 yards, three touchdowns. I thought he had one of his better performances last week. But I, I think this offensive line's okay. I don't think they're outstanding. There have been games this season where Fafita has been sacked numerous times. So I, I think that Utah front versus this Arizona offensive line is going to be interesting because while the Arizona offensive line is capable of creating rushing lanes and Coleman is capable of breaking a tackle or two, this will be the best defense that they will have played so far this season. 
and Arizona is lucky that they got to miss Oregon. They did play an Oregon State defense that's pretty good, and you know that's where we, I don't really have another comparable thing outside of the Oregon State game because that, that is a solid defense, as I mentioned. But if you, I still think Utah has the best defense in the Pac-12. Oregon has a very, but if Utah's one A, then Oregon's one B, and I have no problem with anyone saying Oregon should be ahead of Utah for some of the things they've done on the season. But their numbers against the best teams are are very comparable. And yes, I know Oregon beat beat Utah badly, but that was a rough game for the Utah offense. I'm talking about the Utah defense versus the Oregon defense, so that is something to bear in mind. But yeah, this is a offense. You know, give Jed Fish credit just for this entire team, the job he's done bringing this group together, recruiting and transforming the culture in an Arizona team that when he took over was mightily struggling and they're on the right path. They deserve to be ranked inside the top 20 and they got a chance to get a big win over Utah and their offense is capable of making plays. But how does Utah match up with them? What specific areas do I think Utah will have the advantage? That's what I want to talk about in one moment. But first, I want to chat with you guys about our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusion supply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers also, I want to talk to you about another sponsor in today's episode of Locked On Utes, and it's our friends at UCCU. The UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate, but parents don't always know the answers. Learn and Earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you can earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you all righty, now looking at over at the Utah defense facing off against this Arizona offense, let's talk about matchup-wise some areas I like Utah in this one. And I already mentioned a little bit, I, I think the best area for Utah, and the Utah defensive backs will win against Arizona at times on the outside, but that's a much more even matchup. And one, based on how they're playing right now, I would give McMillan and cowing the advantage over the Utah defensive backs. Once again, not a big advantage, but I think they have the advantage, especially when you look at the plays they've been making recently, the Arizona wide receivers, and the game in which Utah failed to make those plays and failed to stick with elite receivers. Now, Odunes and some of the guys watching as well, Odunes the best one, They, they but guys like McMillan, he's right up there with everyone else on Washington's roster. And same thing with cowing, who's been a tough receiver to cover for the past couple of years now. So that's why I do think this one is going to be interesting on the outside, but in the front seven is where I expect Utah to get after a little bit. When you're talking about Fifita, I mentioned all the impressive passing statistics, but one thing I did not really get a chance to talk about is how he's been sacked multiple times now on the season. That's an area where he has been beaten a little bit because if you're looking at his sack numbers on the season, there are times he's been sacked multiple times. Plays. 
because if you're looking at it, he had three sacks. He got sacked three times against UCLA, four times against Oregon State, three times against USC. Utah is the best pass rush of any of those teams I just mentioned. While UCLA has a guy like Latu who does a really good job, the Utah pass rush is superior to all those teams. So this is a game I expect Jonah Ellis to have some success and potentially get home. This is also the kind of game where I could very well see a Connor Motul having a two-sack performance, someone surprising like that. Van Fillinger registering another sack, too. There's lots of guys for Utah that I feel are capable of stepping up and making big plays in the passing game. And this one up front for Utah, not allowing that passing game to really get going, too. And you're also talking about guys like Junior Tafuna, Licky Vaimahi, do a good job. Pushing Samote Peppa, do a good job. And Tanu Vasa, of course, do, do a good job of pushing the interior so that quarterbacks can't step up in the pocket. That's something that I feel like Utah does a really good job of up front. Didn't have their greatest showing of it against Washington, but against a weaker offensive line like Arizona has, it's an area I think they'll be more successful. Fifita is capable of scrambling around and buying time, but the dangerous thing is about that with a team like Utah is you try to scramble away because Jonah Ellis wins, well, Connor O'Toole might win on the other side. Then you run right into a massive defensive end who's going to easily strip the ball out. So that is definitely an area up front where I can see Utah getting after it, and I would not be surprised at all to see Arizona, you know, do what Washington did at times last week too, where you're chipping a little bit, you're doing things to try to limit Ellis, who still has more sacks than anyone else at the Power 5 level currently. And you got other guys, as we already discussed too, and O'Toole and Van Fillinger are very good complementary rushers on top of what Ellis provides for this team. So that's where if you're Arizona, you know they'll be locked in on those key edge rushers, in particular Jonah Ellis, and making sure Fafita has the time to operate and make those tough throws too. I do think the Utah run defense has a good day in this one. Arizona... I can see them getting over 100 yards rushing, but I don't think they'll run for over 120 even. I just look at Utah, whether you're looking at the high level that Leovani Dumuni, Karini Reed have played at all year. I already talked about the defensive tackle's ability to create that interior pressure by put driving offensive linemen back. They also do a great job taking on double teams and just holding their ground up front to free those other players to make tackles. So on top of those two linebackers, you're always going to get Cole Bishop, Sione Baki, one of those guys playing close in the box, and they're going to make some different difference-making plays up front too. So that's where I do think that Utah will have a lot of success pretty much in every aspect in the front seven against this Arizona team. But once again, I think Fifeet is capable of making those throws that, all right, it's third and 10, third and 15. He's capable of getting a first down off of that situation because he has that talented of an arm and he's capable of making those accurate throws. But he'll also miss. And if he does miss, and I should say not if he does, when he misses, because it's going to happen, there could be an opportunity for Utah to get an interception out of there. And a takeaway would be huge in this game. We talked about the turnover battle pretty much every week because when you're Utah's offense and you're not operating at full strength because you don't have your starting quarterback, you don't have some of your top pass catchers you thought you would going into the season too, you need help at times. And yes, Utah played well in the first half against Washington, but I already talked about how that was a little bit of a fluke because that's the most points they've scored in in a half all season. And then the second half, you know, the missed assignments, missed throws by Bryson, uh, the penalties all, all kind of popped up again for Utah. So, and I don't expect that to stop at Tucson. I think we'll see those things again because it's just hard to execute at a high level, especially when you're not as experienced as a guy like a, a Spencer Fauna, who's only going to get better each season. And Bryson Barnes, for as good as he's been, he is still a backup quarterback. So it's not un- it's unrealistic in a lot of ways to expect him to roll in and play like one of the the elite starters in college football. That's where he did a lot of nice things against Washington, but I've talked about it now a lot. There were a lot of missed throws that also really hurt Utah in that game, particularly in the second half, I felt like. So it's going to be a great test for Utah out in Tucson. I'm excited to see this Utah defense go against the Arizona offense. I'm going to offer some predictions here because tomorrow's show, we're going to be looking at the Utah offense versus that Arizona defense. Then on Friday's show, I'll have Spencer McLaughlin on, who's going to help preview the matchup with me. So prediction-wise, 
I do think Jonah Ellis gets home for another sack. I also think this is the kind of game where O'Connor O'Toole gets home. I'm actually going to go Connor O'Toole, a little bit of a breakout game. I think he's going to have two sacks in this one. So the Utah defensive ends combined for two sacks. And I think one of the Utah defensive tackles gets home too. And I'm going to go Samote Peppa to bring down Fifita. I think the O'Toole and Ellis will both win on a play. Fifita will step up. And that's where Peppa will make the huge tackle for the sack. Then looking at it, I also think Utah gets home once on a blitz because that is one thing I think Morgan Scali is going to do against Fifita. He had a lot of success with it against Michael Penix overall, even though Utah did give up a lot of points in that game. But Washington scores a lot of points on everyone. And I think that's something with Fifita, still a younger quarterback who is experienced, but is hasn't even started anywhere close to the 10 game mark yet. That's where I feel like you're, if you're Utah, you want to get after him and make plays. So I'm going to go with Leovani de Mooney to get home with a sack in this one. He had, did a really good job rushing Penix last week and made a couple of big plays as a rusher, as well as doing this thing in coverage that he did a decent job too. Although Utah did let the running backs like get way too wide open a few times. I don't know if that was on Demuni and Reed or if that was a schematic thing where, where Utah messed up, but that was weird to see them get gashed so many times on the, with those little like check downs to running backs on third and long situation. I think it happened two or three times in the game. So yeah, but I'm, I'm excited for Morgan Scali's defense to get to work tough test in Tucson. I'm it's kind of going to be the theme of the week here because of the level that Fifita and coach fish, this entire team and offense are playing at. So I'm very excited to see how it's all going to shape out down in Arizona and we'll see what this Utah defense can do. Oh, I wanted to offer my, uh, Two other final predictions. Uh, number one, leader in tackles for Utah in this one. I'm going to go Cole Bishop. I think he has a really good game up front, helps slow down the Arizona rushing attack, and also makes a few tough tackles in space on some of those big plays that, if we're being honest, Arizona is probably going to hit on a couple of them too. So that's one side. And then the last thing is, I do think there's going to be a key interception in this game, and I think it's going to go to JT Broughton, who I think is going to make one play on the outside, got beat a couple times. Last week against Washington, I think he's going to have a bounce-back game here and come away with a really tough interception that helps turn the tide in Utah's favor, potentially. But I don't think it's really that hot of a take or a surprising for me to be talking about how I do think Utah has a really good shot. And if I had to predict the game right now, I would say I do think Utah is going to win. But that's what we'll be previewing tomorrow, too, is the other side of the ball, Utah offense versus the Arizona defense. So we'll be diving into it then. But before we get out of here, I do want to talk about the latest college football rankings you know utah dropping a little bit but that was kind of expected anytime you lose even if it's to a quality team you know you're in for a little bit of a tumble that's what we we're going to be talking about in one moment but first I want to talk to you guys about one of the sponsors of today's episode of our show it's FanDuel sportsbook Score early this NFL season with America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including the spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you can visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's all caps, no spaces, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And if you're not feeling an NFL bet, you could look over to Utah. Arizona currently favored by just one in the game. That shows you Vegas is really unsure how this one is going to turn out. And how can you not be? Two seven and three teams. This is a Utah team that has made a lot of life hard on a lot of offenses throughout the season. This is an Arizona offense that has been good, but it was a little down against Colorado. So I definitely like Utah to cover that. As of right now, it's not surprisingly, once again, I, I do like Utah to come out and win this game after watching some of the film. I do feel like that, but wouldn't be surprised at all if Utah does suffer a loss in Tucson. But I feel like it's going to be 
a very close Utah win. Hence why I think that they're going to be able to cover that, uh, the one point spread that currently exists, but it'll be interesting to monitor that line as the week goes on, uh, on locked on Utes. So we'll definitely keep our eyes peeled on that. Also, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. You can go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, closing this one out. College football rankings dropped and Utah also dropped. They fell to 22, dropping four spots down from 18 after they did suffer that loss. And I have no problem with Utah being 22. I think they deserve to be in the top 25 for sure still. And I understand teams are just two losses, like even in North Carolina, even though I do think Utah is better than North Carolina right now. I, I think there's teams too. You look at a Kansas State as well, and I know they played close against Texas, but I, I that was with the Kansas State having their backup or Texas having their backup quarterback to Notre Dame's fine above and eh, Tennessee seven and three similar kind of comparable record in that regard there too. But that was a really good Missouri team, although they did get beat 36 to seven. And I think a, that kind of a loss to a Missouri team ranked 14th in the Oregon loss. I still think Utah's better than Tennessee. I'm going to kind of continue to beat that drum as the, as the week rolls on, but you can't drop this Utah team too far because all their losses are to the fifth team, the sixth team, and now to the 11th team in Oregon state. So all against high-quality opponents, and they've been in every game outside of the Oregon game. They were right there with Washington. They came out on top against a team like USC, even the Oregon State game. Offensively, they didn't really play great, but defensively, they made life really hard on the Beavers. So that's where I do think this Utah team still deserves to be ranked in the top 25. I actually think I can make a strong argument for them to still be in the top 20. I already mentioned some of those teams like a Tennessee and a North Carolina that I would have them above, but as long as they're still ranked, I wasn't going to have an issue. If Utah does lose to Arizona, I'm sure they would follow the rankings. Just like if they win, they will be right back in the top 20, I presume, because it's another top 20 win for them. And it would be their third on the season because they also have the wins against UCLA. It's crazy just how good the Pac-12 is this season. And also crazy to hear stuff like Chip Kelly being on the hop seat. I don't know. You guys let me know what you think of that in the comments. I think that I thought he's done a solid job there. I thought this was a bad year to go in with an inexperienced quarterback. They lost DTR and Charbonnet. Everyone kind of got their quarterback back from last year. So I'm surprised to hear they're going to move on. And uh, best of luck to if they do make that change, whoever that new coach is his first year in the Big Ten, because I don't think that's an ideal time to be hiring a new coach. But either way, uh, I guess in part, Utah is responsible for Chip getting canned since we did really shut down that offense at home in which we had the huge interception. Really should have shut him out completely if it wasn't for those crazy plays at the at the very end of the game. But uh, yeah, it's always crazy. The college coaching carousel is, uh, you know, sometimes you get a lot of money if you're a college coach too, as we saw with Jimbo Fisher. So it's a, it's a wild world out there and it's going to be a wild week covering this Utah versus Arizona matchup. Mentioned some of the stuff we still have coming up, whether it's Spencer McLaughlin, locked on pack 12 joining us on Friday. And then tomorrow's show breaking down the Utah offense against the defense of the Wildcats. We will see you then have a great day.